Welcome, welcome to the Bro CR Supercast. Basically, a super cool podcast. See what we did there? <laughs> we discuss all things obstacle course racing, culture, and community that embodies it. From performing athletes, flashy new gear, and secret guacamole recipes. Yummy. We've got you covered, bro. Do you have questions? We want to find answers. Want to talk about running in the mud and your next big adventure? Cool. So do we. Now let's lace up those trail kicks and jump in the corral. The Supercast. The Supercast starts now. And welcome to another wonderful episode of the Supercast. Welcome, welcome everyone. Happy Tuesday. It's Tuesday morning, Leah. It um, is Tuesday, and we are super excited. We've got an awesome announcement. We, we've got an awesome announcement, an awesome episode. Um, we actually had a different plan for this episode, but we're hoping to bring that to you guys next week. But before any of that happens... Um, we've got an announcement to make. Leah. We do. We are so stoked to announce our newest partner. Um, Brociar Supercast is now brought to you by Venga CBD. Uh, Venga you guys might have heard these guys. We had them on the podcast a few weeks ago. A lot of people have been asking about us, and we yes. wanted to go ahead and do something with them um, because Absolutely. they are they're great. They are specifically – Venga brings us products <laughs> that are specifically engineered for endurance athletes by endurance athletes. Um, so check back to our episode, what was it, two episodes ago? Two episodes um, ago, yeah. That we talked to um, talked to the guys over at, at Vanga. Um, we learned Dave and CBD, Jay, great guys. Yep, we learned how CBD has shown to improve training, recovery, and pain management. Obviously, all things that we as athletes have to contend with. Um, the awesome thing about Vanga is that it does have zero THC, meaning it's WADA approved. Um, it's water soluble, so you get five times more CBD in your bloodstream than with other hemp oils, um, which is obviously huge. You want to make sure that what you're taking is actually getting into your system. So, you know, they support BroCR, so we just want y'all to return the favor, support them. You can head over to VengaCBD.com um, and use code BroCR, B-R-O-C-R, at For checkout. 15% It'll off. save you 15%. And guys, like like we said before, CBD is a new thing on the market right now. A lot of research doing uh, going on with it. Um, since 2015, we could test a lot of it here in medical studies. Um, it has been proven to help with inflammation, um, anxiety, stress, and um, sleep. Really, I, I've had sleep. great results with sleep on this. Stuff. Absolutely, sleep. Um, Both Jacob and we, I have been using the products and and can speak very highly to it. So check it out. Um, you know. We'd love to see you guys and, and talk to us about it. Ask us questions. Um, hit up the guys at Venga. They're they're super nice and they want they just want to talk shop. They're real Absolutely. good, they're knowledgeable, and they're not gonna they're not gonna throw you some line of bull hockey. Um, they're gonna right. give you some real results. So with that, yep. on to the episode. On to the episode. So this past weekend we had two Spartan races. Two. We of them. had yeah Boston Sprint and we had the Washington DC National Stadion race um which was actually um dual raced it was the number two it was two. an honor series and yeah. it was a stadium it was number two for both series um which actually yielded a pretty cool medal because we got the honors medal with kind of the stadion ribbon so kind of Combine both worlds, so for the That's swag really cool. people out there, it was pretty cool. So if you did, did they also have the race on Sunday? 
No, it was one day, Saturday. It was a one day only. One day in the pot in you know in the stadium. Um, my first time at National Stadium. Pretty cool. Um, I love it when they do special medals like that. And me too. Um, you know, like a throwback, one of my favorites of all time when they had it in Knoxville, the Knoxville Honor Series. They gave away gold medals, and I'm yeah, so happy like to have so that. many people. Yeah. I got it or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yep. No, that's awesome. I've got two of those gold medals here. It's it's pretty awesome. Fancy pants. Exactly. So, yeah, so, so the race nationals. was cool. Yes, it was an awesome race. It was um, right right at three miles. Um, okay. We had, going into the race from an elite perspective, um, we had Isaiah in first place for the series. Um, we had um, Brain Fart. Who was in second place last time? Uh, uh, Kent. 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 No, no. Kent wasn't there last time. Um, Dur- Bracken. Bracken and was it Kempson last time? Probably Kempson. Oh, yeah, the other Kempson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So no, that was after Kempson. the first yeah. series. So coming into sec- the second race, Nationals this weekend, Kent came out. He missed the first race yep. because he was over in, um, what was it, Seattle, I guess, that same weekend. One of the races from the National Series that had conflicted. Something like that. Yeah, probably so Seattle. He missed, right. So he missed race number one in the series, but came out to number two um, and won. He took first okay. place, beating Isaiah by only seven seconds. Um, it was a race to the finish at the end. Kent took first, Isaiah took second, Bracken took third. Um, All right. So that still leaves Isaiah then in first place for the series because yep. Kent missed the first Consistency. one. Consistency. Yep. Um, but Bracken has made no secret, you know, make, made no qualms about the fact that his goal this year is to win the stadium series. Um, so he's, you know, he's hungry. He's still fighting for it. So, you yeah. know, the next couple races are just as important. I had a chance to talk to Isaiah after the race, um, and we'll share that interview um, later on this week, I guess, on on our first year Facebook and Instagram channels. Yeah, we'll be putting that together here. We're actually going to have episodes again here, bro. CR, thanks for stepping uh, no, into the it's season. Awesome. So then, for um, the female side, um, or La La, or La Walsh. So she was first at the first race and comes back again. Wins the second race. What is super interesting, though, is, and I saw the announcement the night before the race, guess who's back? Who's back? Corinna Coffin is back. Oh, I did see that. I saw Corinna up there. Yes. So Corinna has been absent from the Spartan scene. Um, In fact, after um, reading her post and hearing her talk, she hasn't ran a Spartan since, it's been a while. Um, since 2000 and she said 15 or 16. It's been two and a half 16, years. 16, probably. Yeah, it's been two and a half years. I miss it, Corinna. Come home, girl. Come since home. she had done a Spartan. And she's been doing um, CrossFit and CrossFit. totally kicking ass there. And Competitions, also, yep. Team comps. Yep. And then focusing on the uh, TMX, which we all know is gone this year. Yep. So she is back to Spartan and on the pro team, no less. Which I She's now think on the pro is, team, okay. Right, which is kind of weird. I'm not gonna lie. Like she hasn't ran a Spartan in two and a half years. I'm a huge Corona fan. I love her, but I think it's a little weird. <laughs> eh, here's the thing. Kevin Galati's on the pro team. Well, this is the year. True. This year, everybody gets on the pro team. I, you've had, I guess so. Some consistency in the past in in regular Spartan world. I'm sure there's a list. I'm sure there's something. It used to be. The guy that I'd go to and and rib for on this was Jody I. Yeah, and he's gone. Um, Jody I's gone. I've I've actually I've never met David Watson, uh, the mm-hmm. new guy who's kind of heading up some of that stuff. 
But right. this is the year that, like, the pro team is, like, how many people? Like, over 200, right? Well, right. There's, like, a ton of people. And I remember when that list first came out, looking at the list and being like, well, who are half these people? But then you're like, okay, I guess everyone's on the pro team. But then you see stuff like this with Corinna. And like I said, don't get me wrong. She is a proven athlete. Mm-hmm. Yep, and I'm she's not great. saying she Love doesn't Corinna. deserve it. But it's also a little weird that you've never ran a race in two and a half years. And welcome to the scene. And here's your pro team shirt. Hey, she's in though. She and but she nonetheless, she nonetheless, she's on podium. She finished, right, she podium second place. So yeah, you know, you know funny story actually. Back in the day, before she was, um, when Battle Frog dissolved that year, mm-hmm. um, we were gonna have a Brociar Pro Team like mm-hmm. thing, and Corinna was the first member. Corinna, the, of... I think she is amazing. She's she a tank. is. She's awesome. And... She's nice. She's sweet. She's an all-around she's real. athlete. She's real. She kicks ass. Like, I am a huge fan of hers. Corinna, I'm just waving my flag. I'm happy to see you out here. I'm, I'm happy to see Orla up there. Don't get me wrong. We love Orla, too. <laughs> yep. It was a, it was it was tight also for the women. Um, and then Laura Cummings came in third for, for okay. the females. Okay. So, you know, we'll see how the rest of the race shapes down. But. But, but, but. But. So, there's something I want to talk about. Okay. So there I, I am is. at my race. Okay. <laughs> so there I am at my race. I signed up for age group okay. and I'm hanging out, you know, waiting for them to get through the elite waves and yep. uh, they start the elite waves and they have, you know, their call outs, like the top people get yep. called out. You know, you're doing to well in the series. The yep. But to, to go to the, you know, 15 people per wave and there's like one or two, like there's like two waves of call out. So like 30 mm-hmm. awesome people that get called out. Mm-hmm. So I'm standing there waiting for us to get through all the elite stuff and they start calling out names and they called the name of a guy. Um, I don't know if I want to call him out. There's a friend of mine that was there and he had registered for age group. He hadn't ran a Spartan in like a couple of years, he said. So he was signed up for age group and all of a sudden during the elite call outs, they called his name. Oh, okay. Right. So we're like, wait, did, did they just did they just call me? I'm like, they just called you. And he takes off running up the ramp and is like, what's going on? And Robert Coble was there and says, you qualified for the elite wave call outs. And All right. he was registered for the age group and he's in like the 40s. So he wasn't supposed to run till like an hour later. Yeah, he had, he had an hour late. Yeah, yeah. So he was like, I'm not ready. He wasn't ready to go yet. He hadn't yeah. warmed up. He, he was like, I'm not ready. He's like, well, you qualified for the elite wave. He's like, but I didn't register for the elite wave. And like, well, you qualified. Here's your spot. So he declined it and came back down the ramp. And yep. then who's the next name they call? Kevin Donahue. And okay. I say to myself, wait a minute. I thought he ran age group. He's running elites now? And same thing happened. There's Kevin standing there by me, doesn't go up there to get called out. So I'm like, what is happening? Then we get to the female elite wave. Same thing. Two more people's names are called of chicks that are hanging out by me because we were, they were also signed up for age group, ready to run. And they're like, what was that? And they're like, you qualified, run up the ramp, go, go, go. So what is this? What's going on? So what I'm guessing we see here is, and these things can happen, and this is, once again, I'm speculating, guys. I'm spitballing here. Um, they probably ran such a good time 
that when they threw all the names in from all your age group and competitive waves, they had a time good enough to be in those top seeds. Well, is and there such a thing? Like, why have we not heard here's, about Here's it? the thing. Like, you could probably just look at both the times together. And I know that behind the scenes, Robert and a lot of those guys have Excel sheets of varieties of different different calibrations, if you would, past mm-hmm. and present. Um, y- Yancey Culp actually has a great one on his page that looks at like a lot of different races in the past well yeah i knew yancy and jack bauer were working yep. on their own jack thing. they've got their own i can tell you right now uh robert coble has a dang good one too so um, why wouldn't this one. be so like okay these people that are just showing up for their age group waves that they mm-hmm. signed up for and paid for why wouldn't they tell them at registration oh here you go. You're running in the elite wave. There they are standing with their wristbands with their age group <coughs> time. And all of a sudden their name is called over the announcement speaker. But you just ignore it. Yep. And that's that's the important thing is you just ignore it. and You go in the wave that you know that you're going to. And it's, um, you know, I've that's done so really weird. good in a few. It, it is weird. It's um, but here's the thing that shows just how competitive some of these age group races are getting. Well, that's the well, and that's the next point. Is obviously, you know, you're hearing these people who have quote unquote mm-hmm. qualified. Who knows how that? You yep. know, I don't know what that means, yep. but they qualified for this elite, not only the elite wave, but yep. the call out wave, the first yep. and second wave. So we're not just talking about any Joe Schmo who wants an early yep. race time. Yep, we're talking about top level elite athletes. Yep. And now these athletes that are supposed to be good enough to theoretically win are now filling up the age group categories. Yep. Oh, hello. <laughs> like yep. no, I, no, it's it's fair though. Like they can race whatever the heck they want to. Well, I know. Like, so so Kevin Donahue, realistically, right. um, guy guy's a good buddy of mine. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I have no doubt in that race he. So how 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 far is the payout in a stadium race? Is it top ten? Top ten. Top ten at a stadium race. Okay. For the se- for the series race. For a yes. series race, yes, for a series race. Um, it would be close for Kevin to make a paycheck there. I agree. Um, it, he might make like on a good day, like eighth. You know, I'd say like eight to um, fifteen. It's probably yep, somewhere in there, somewhere hanging in there. It depends on what all happens because anything can right. happen. But um, for him and for his, you know, there's so many things you got to play in for somebody like that. You've got to play in like, okay, how is he finishing stacked up against everybody else? How is he in his age group? And Kevin knows probably if he goes out and hits um, hits his age group. He's got a podium. Right. And Kevin has – Kevin, as far as a master's athlete and a, um, you know, an age group athlete, when they had the masters and the elite, masters elite, and now the age group. Mm-hmm. Um, He's consistently he, at the top. He is He is one of the most decorated podium finishers that the sport has seen. Oh, for sure. Easily. I don't think there's any doubt in that. In fact, I think I heard Jack Bauer on a podcast – um, talking about that and how yeah. you know how Kevin's winning percentage of races raced and podiumed. Yeah. yeah, it's it's insane how many he's hit podium on for masters or whatever. I mean, just hitting a podium, and yeah. it's all it all goes back to goals. Um, that's one of his goals, and by right. God, he's crushing it. <laughs> you know, if that's if that's what you want to do. Oh, for I sure. No, I'm not for, hating for doing on it the right. fact. No, I'm definitely not hating on the fact of these these people racing in the age group. What I'm questioning and not necessarily hating on, but you know, what like Spartan, like okay, so you have people who are expecting to run at a certain time, and all of a sudden their names are being called an hour, hour and a half early. Like, wouldn't they have liked to know? Maybe I that think they were this is first? where 
we get into a point where we need pro cards. I um, agree. I, I think realistically our sport's getting to this the point now. And and really, the way I see it, the, you, you've got this Spartan Race pro team. Mm-hmm. Um, there are certain people on that pro team that are not running elite. Now, elite right. and pro team are a whole nother, nother ball game. It's a whole different different world here. And I know Kevin, you know, we talk about being a Spartan pro. Realistically, mm-hmm. this is a lot of Kevin's, you know, livelihood and money coming in. Right. Um, this is his profession. If we're right. looking at it from that from that stance, true. Um, and he he has a great following for that. He's deserving of the title. But it's like, does do is if your pro team does that mean you have to run elite? No, I, I mean it doesn't. No. But it's it's such an interesting thing. So I would love to see here in the next year like an elite qualification. And still, that's my biggest thing. The yeah. only races you can qualify for are Iceland. You can qualify for, you have to qualify for the trifecta weekend, I believe. The Greece um, one? Yeah, the Greece Hawaii? one. Greece. Yeah. I think you have to have ran a trifecta the past year. Um, and then you have to qualify for the national race. For Tahoe, right. And Tahoe. And the world championship. And that's, that's all so you really have qualifications me. for. But I think there right. should be something to get, like, in the national series like at least something to qualify to get into those races or like these series races. You know what I mean? I, I agree. I think there, I think there should be something. I think that if Spartan is going to do this, congratulations, you've been upgraded thing. I think that it needs and they need to, to be make that known. Public. Yeah. Right. They that's what I'm saying. Public. Like it needs to be public. People need to know that there's a possibility. Cause like, you know, if they're paying out 10 deep and you're one of these bubble athletes that are like maybe a top 10 elite finish, Every and you're counts. debating what to do if you want to run elite or if you want to run age yep. group. And you're told that you have a chance to run elite and potentially get even a small but get a paycheck. They yep. might want that opportunity. But if they don't know when they until, you know, until the moment that names are being called, <laughs> they're not going to be warmed up and, and, and ready nope. to go. No, if you have to have some that's that's on Spartan, I would say that's that's something that. But here's the thing. In our case there, those two people knew that they were running age group. Right, that's um, what they signed up for, that's what they paid yep. for, they registered, and that's the bracelet they were given. Yep, yep. And those are the kind of things that that's I put that more on Spartan. I would love to get one of the Spartan officials here in the next week or so, or somebody in the inside like Kevin, to right. to, to, to discuss it. Um, because Agreed. I think that's a very fair statement. I agree, and I think, you know, I'm curious to hear from, you know, from our listeners, have any of you guys encountered this? Have you heard of any of this? I don't know if this is just... Because it's like a series race that maybe people are taking it more seriously. I don't know. So I'm curious if be. anyone else has seen or heard of it. Let us know. <laughs> That's very fair. So beyond the stadium, there was also Boston this weekend. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which I had a few people talk about how it was pretty cold there. Um, cold the weather. Pictures 40s. looked like it was cold. Pictures looked cold. But then I've also seen like I saw it looked like the weather was all over the place there too. Right. Um, it looked sunny, it looked cold, it looked back and forth. And like even New Jersey photos, some of the New Jersey photos, mm-hmm. like you'd get some cloud coverage and it was cold. And all of a sudden right. the sun would come out and everyone's like, oh, this look kind of warm. <laughs> right. It probably just depends um, on, you know, what time you went off and exactly you know. where you're at on the mountain in an ultra. A lot of things can happen while you're out there for like nine hours. Oh, for sure. That sun goes down and you're at the top of the mountain in the shade and the wind. It gets pretty cold. Yeah. Dynamics. Um, a lot of people were talking about the dunk wall in Boston, how it was too cold and they should have closed it down again. 
Um, once again, one of these things I'd love to get, I'm going to try and find some answers on this, but I know there is a formula for that dunk wall. Um, as far like, as when they close it? When they close it. So it's supposed to be like wind speed temperature, wind temperature, and water temperature. And if it had an actual temperature, like if the formula equals X, then they close mm-hmm. the dunk wall down. Um, and that was the, they hit the formula in New Jersey, but apparently mm-hmm. they didn't in Boston. So, well, it'd be interesting to know that, I, th- you know, these are things that obviously there are policies and mm-hmm. things about it, but it's, you know, for the sake of the sport, for the sake of advancement, for legitimacy, I think mm-hmm. these are all things that need to be public. Oh yeah, we need we need we need to get some of this public stuff out there just so people know. Like, okay, Dunkwall is going to get closed because of X, right? <laughs> and we understand other things happen on the mountain. So, like, exactly to to go back to a few years ago, like I remember it in Tahoe, and they closed certain portions of the back mountain the day before the race. Like they had to cut off a portion of the mountain by, but they had to make the decision by seven p.m. because that's mm. uh, ski patrol rules. Gotcha. And makes total sense. But it's one of those things like they can't make every last bit of that clarified because I mean, there's, there's right. just so many details. Well, yeah, to all there's going to be there's going to be so that's why we exist. Obviously. <laughs> oh, right. Well, and the same holds true. You know, we're talking about cold. I know the same holds true for heat. There was a race. Uh, Helmecula, Temecula. Temecula, and there was also one. Was it? Um, it might have been Fort Knox, where it was, or Louisville. Oh, it was God. so stupid hot, and they shortened it to like a mile and a half yeah, or at something. At the end of the day, the, the Fort Knox race a few years ago, I got super, super stupid overheated there, and it was like a mile mm-hmm. and a quarter when they were closing it. Right. So I mean, obviously, there's there's things in play, you know, rules for you know mm-hmm. safety and weather, but it's you know also nothing people know about. So. It's, it's just good to talk about those things here. Mm-hmm. And that, it makes me happy to have a podcast where we can talk about these things and, and understand really what all happened. Um, For sure. And if there's people so, out there who are, you know, knowledgeable and not just speculating, but people who know what we're talking, you know, what's going on, let yeah, us reach know. Out. We'll, we'd be happy we'd to love talk. to have you on the show. And here's some of like the reasoning, because we understand there is reasoning. I mean, it's not just a blind decision. Um, right. But certain instances in the past, it's great to hear like some of the stories on those things because normally it's not a good thing. It's <laughs> something right. bad was happening. <laughs> well, I mean, and people are so quick to judge and play keyboard mm-hmm. warrior and play expert, you know, that we often I think people, you know, who are in charge kind of get fed up with it and like, mm-hmm. you know, shut down from it. But I think a little bit of transparency can go a long way. Oh, yeah. Agreed. Agreed. So. So, anyway, so that was last weekend. That was last weekend, but this weekend is what I would call the official kickoff of this OCR This weekend, season. you need like a, a room-sized whiteboard. If and you like... are not racing somewhere this weekend, then that's on you. Do you even OCR, bro? I mean, really, if insane. you're not racing? So there are so many freaking races across the U.S. right now. Pretty much, if you have the desire to run in anything. You can find something, whether it's a short race or a long race or a team race. There's something out there. Military race or something <laughs> like – or if, if you and all your buddies want to sit around and drink and, you know, run races, you can do race. that too. There um, are races everywhere. So I expect full participation across the board from the sport. So where do like, we start, Jacob? Not only do – okay, well, let's start with the, the biggest dance in the rodeo probably. Everybody's looking towards Big Bear this okay. weekend. We'll start on the West Coast um, and move on over. Okay, so West Coast, we got Big Bear this weekend. It's the second to last um, race in the U.S. National Series. 
Um, it's it's on a freaking mountain out there in Big Bear. I've heard it's horrible. I've heard it's rough, mm-hmm. and everybody like has made a comparable argue with it and New Jersey being similar. Oh, well, and that's like going to be an Coast, interesting New change Jersey. of pace for the series because the first couple races pretty flat. were southeast and flat. Mm-hmm. Ish. Yeah, this is a this is a hairy big old big old big boy of a course. All right, so your predictions. Um. My predictions. Uh, I'd love to see Woodsy do good. I think he's having a rougher season. I want to see is him he come coming? out and rock it. That's, I, I guess I, that's I the first so. question. Is Woodsy even going to be there at this I point? I believe he is. Um, VJ is on fire. Let's just. Yeah. VJ is on fire. I would love to see VJ do good. Um, we know he works with Rich Diaz. Um, however, his mountain legs hold up. Once again, everything's been really flat, and VJ is mm-hmm. pretty quick on that. We'll see how this how this mountain course treats him. Um, Woodsy, love to see him do great. Kent, love to see him do good. Um, Can't discount um, Adkins. And well, yeah, and so really that that opens that up. I think Adkins is going to take it this weekend. That's I, my opinion. I agree with you there. My money um, is on Adkins. I think Kent will be high up there as well. You know, you look at um, something like New Jersey's course where Adkins just dominates on, and yeah. if people are comparing, you know, Big Bear to New Jersey, my money's on Adkins. Agree. No one's going to beat him on on these mountains. I just. Unless he unless he beats himself, yeah. Um, anyone can have a bad day, but I'm I'm betting on Ryan. Yep, yep. There's there's only one guy that I think could throw him down on that just for speed's sake right now, and that's like if Alvin came over and did something. But yeah, well, I, I doubt that's yeah, gonna happen. I doubt that's gonna happen this weekend. My money's on Atkins. Uh, and how about you? How about you, Atkins too, or where? Agree. Yep, Atkins okay. all the way. How about the ladies? Um, you know I. As re- as redundant as it might be, I'm going Lindsay. I think that I think Lindsay could once again do very well on a course I like think this. She I think she can it's do well. Be... This is her type of course. She's. I don't think there's anyone that's gonna you know be better at ascending these mountains than her. I I think there's three girls that I'm gonna see fighting it out this weekend. I think it's gonna be Nicole Miracle. I think it's gonna be Lindsay Webster, and I think it's gonna be Raya Coble. And yeah. It could be any of those girls' game if any mistakes are made. Agree. I think that's going to be your top three. Um, yep. Well, there's also Becca Hammond. I don't know what shape she's in. I know she was fighting an injury. She was fighting um, an injury. I I still think and Becca Becca's up there. Don't be wrong. Becca's agree. Becca's feeling good. She could be in that mix too. But my my big three right now are Nicole, Lindsay, and uh, and Raya. Yep, I agree. But I'm gonna who is still beating you down to go to Sweden with her. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll see what I do. Um, but yeah. All right. Lindsay's fair. Lindsay's and Lindsay would probably be my my first pick too. Yeah. Um, just just because of the mountain. Um. And once again, her doing well in the in the Beast in Big uh, um New Jersey. At Jersey. Yep. She won there. So. So next All right, race. That's the West Coast. Scooting on over the country. We've got the. Mid- Is there anything in between California and Midwest? I'm sure there's Texas? something. There might be. All right. Midwest is like. Probably popping. the next one up would be uh, Tough Mudder, Missouri. Tough Mudder, Missouri. That's where I will be. Um, that is my favorite and hometown course, the Battlegrounds um, in Wright City, Missouri. It's homecoming Missouri. weekend, really. It's it is homecoming. homecoming. I'm so stoked. It's going to be a like, fantastic race. Three years ago, if it was still around, this would be the, a good weekend for Mud, Guts, and Glory. I mean, Absolutely. And that's where I would be. But Yep. So um, I will be so in Missouri. We've got Mizzou. a tougher, tough, a tougher and tough mudder going on in Missouri. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm excited to see how that goes down. What's interesting about that venue 
is that it is a permanent course. Tough Mudder has exclusive rights to the property for five years. So um, it's a cool venue. You know, I went there last year. It's a cool year. venue. They can build more permanent structures there because they don't have to take things down each year. So it's going to be interesting to see what they use that's already on property and what they bring in. It's a great venue. The um, Gosh, you guys had so many crazy things there with the Battlegrounds guys. Oh, yeah. Well, and let's um, not discount the fact that there's an attached winery. Yeah, so, exactly. There's a whole winery there next to right, it. Right. So if you um, come in out there, you know, come for the race, stay for the afternoon, go to the winery. Have a good time. Times. Yep. Good times. So while we're on Tough Mudder, though, this is the first weekend of Philly Toughest. Toughest. So the toughest series this year, we've eliminated cash prizes, but we've Boom, increased done. the race. It was, right, it was eight hours. It is now 12. It is now 12 hours. I'm excited to see what comes out of this Philly race and see who all goes out there, um, see some of the names, and I want to see some of the finishes. Um, Jens Lee, if you guys remember last year, we did some videos with them um, and our mm -hmm. good friend Megan. Yeah. Um, they, um, Megan does stuff for the, um, Michael J. Fox Parkinson's foundation. Um, Jens mm -hmm. is her fiance. They're getting married. He is, um, he's got all these ballet. He's gr cool guy. Jens. Um, he's also worked with tough mutter dive teams before, um, okay. multiple times on stuff and, um, rescue stuff in that, um, really, really interesting duty, but he'll be at toughest this weekend. He wants to get on the podcast and talk about, um, kind of the changes that they're going to see and kind of how the race is going to throw down. Well, I'd love to have him on. We can talk I'd to love him have afterwards. Here and, in the next few. Yeah. yeah, let's get him on, and we can talk about this series. I'm, I'm really so interested Jens, get to ready. see. Yeah, I'm really interested to see which athletes are going to be sticking with Tough Mudder now that the money is gone. You know, it's uh, you're really playing to the to the diehards there in the Tough Mudder yeah. community, and I'm and I'm still plenty on of them. the oh, there's plenty of them. I'm still on the fence if I'm going to go to. What I'm going to do, if I'm going to go to World's Toughest Mudder or if I'm going to go to Sweden. Well, uh, I don't think you're alone in Sweden that. Yet. I, and I it's, think there are it's plenty a big question. People. Yeah, I think there's a lot Reyes. of people in that same boat. Oh, Ray has been beating down the door on me. Go to Sweden. Go to Sweden with me. Go. Let's go to Sweden. And my, <laughs> like, you'll be my travel friend. And I'm like, Raya, I don't I know. Think be, I don't know. I mean, I, it's an I love me some Tough Mudder. I've got a Tough Mudder tattoo for Pete's sakes. Yeah. But... Yeah, no. For for those athletes that make a living off these checks, I, I'm not I making a living. But <laughs> yeah, well, I'm not either. But I can't fault those that are for you know jumping yeah. ship and and jumping a Spartan. Exactly, and yeah, that's 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 true for them. I'm trying to decide just like for an experience sake if I need mm -hmm. to go to Sweden. So tough mutter Philly, excited for that. Tough tougher toughest. Um, right. So other races though, Frontline this weekend. Frontline is in is it it, Illinois it, or Wisconsin? It's, it's right in Illinois. It's, it's right up there on the border. Um, really excited. You know, in the Chicago area, there's a lot of great races up there. There are and a lot of local, fun, different, unique races. I I'm really, really encourage excited. people that are anywhere near that area to really look into those races. You've got um, you've got Black Diamond. You've got Frontline. Yep. You've That's got coming Highlander. up here for Memorial Day. Yeah, there's all these awesome smaller local races that somehow are surviving, and I want to keep seeing them survive. So, oh, absolutely. You know, go to local so, races, people. That's one of the things that I'm trying to do now. So while I'm hitting these big ultras this year, I'm going to be out at um, Indian Mud Run later this year, mm -hmm. and that's that's exciting. If you've ever that's been another out to another awesome local one, it will. Have you ever been out there? 
I have not been out there. It's it one is, of those races that is always on a weekend that I just can't get to. It is a shakedown of a course. It is a savage course. If I cannot wait to see what Hubie throws at us. I'm trying to decide mm-hmm. if I'm going to just race it or if I'm going to try and do like the three lap thing. Um, right, right. Videos. It's yeah, it's it's such a cool time, guys. Um, well, and for those swag cores out there, it's an awesome swag collecting race. Oh, yeah. Race. The there's, machetes. I've got a machete here. There's machetes. There's arrows. There's tomahawks there's all kinds of cool stuff cool stuff yep cool cool stuff i said machete it's a tomahawk you're right yeah so that's Um, later on but this weekend is frontline this weekend's frontline area and what makes frontline byron illinois yeah so frontline is a is a very unique race and what makes them kind of cool is that their elite wave um, takes off with weight vest. Takes off with weight vest. Was it twenty pounds? I believe. I think something like that. Twenty pounds, and it's. I think I mean, it's twenty. And it's a solid plate. It's a plate on the front yep. and your plate on the back, and it's it ain't easy. Um, I no, it and with the course plate. the course is not dumbed down because of it. If anything, they step the course up. The obstacles are technical. They're yep. difficult, and you know the goal is to. Keep that weight vest through the whole thing and keep your band. And if you do at the end, you get to keep it. Yep, yep. I have a vest. It was not easy. It is not an easy course. The thing that surprised me were the walls. And it's like you've got this big vest on with this big plate. And me maneuvering my chest and my core and everything, I was like, oh, gosh, I can't do that now. Right. Well, and it's other obstacles, too. Like, I know there's an Irish table. Oh, yeah. There's other obstacles that... You know, your weavers that, that you're maneuvering oh, yeah. your body in and you it's lose a lot of that core flexibility yeah. um, and motion. So, you know, I mean, I you will look say, at things differently. I will say that race is not for, you know, just your everyday average athlete to go in and try that. I would vest, not tell somebody to do their first elite I race either. there. This is not a beginner's <laughs> race. Um, the weight vest makes things very difficult. Way harder. Um, I mean, like if people go back and see, we had some stuff before on the, um, the traverse line that was like three times the length of a regular traverse line. And you're doing that with a weight vest. You are going to blow up. (laughs) And as a side note, women, there's no, you know, scale. It's the same weight vest for men and for women. So, you know, from a body percentage standpoint, (laughs) <laughs> it's a lot of weight to be carrying, and you know you really have to be careful how you maneuver your body because injury is knocking around the door. So yep, yep, it's real easy to get injured on something yeah. like that. So that's another one. What else do we have? Um, we've got uh, Green Beret Challenge down in Nashville, Tennessee. So Green Beret Challenge ran by Mark Ballas. Um, This is one of the first of the season, but what makes this race super unique is it is the inaugural race at a permanent dedicated venue. Yeah. I can't remember what the name of it's called. Sorry, Mark, but they named the venue. Um, and it's a permanent, uh, permanent venue that they're going to be hosting races at. And this is the first one. It sucks that it's on, like, the busiest weekend of the year because I would totally love to go to this one. This sounds like a cool one, yeah. Yeah, um, so for those who haven't – like Have you done a Green Beret, Jacob? I've not. It's on the to-do list. I I still need to go to a Green Beret. I need to go to a Conquer the Gauntlet. Um, mm, both of them, good races. Both of them are great races, good guys running it. Um, yeah. 
you know, so the, the Green Beret Challenge for those who have not done it and are looking at something, you know, looking to do something new. The Green Beret Challenge, um, like I said, created by mm. Mark Ballas, who is a you know Green Beret, mm. and his stuff. It Green Mark Ballas is the I wouldn't say inventor, but he's the one who brought the yoke to the masses. Um, the yoke carries at NORAM at OCR World Championships. Um, Mark believes in heavy carries and lots of them. Yep. So if you're doing a green beret, be prepared for yoke. Be prepared for sled drags. Um, you know, farmer carries. Any way that you can be punished by carrying heavy crap, Mark's going to do it. The obstacles are not very technical. I think that he usually has like one kind of rig. Um, yep. They're not very technical, but you're going to be beaten up from heavy carries. I have done one of some of Mark's obstacles at OCRWC, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, like those low rigs and stuff, like the hangman's rig. That was cool. Yep, that was Mark's. Um, his signature style for these obstacles are the big wooden, yep. you know, structures. So Huge wooden ropes. Yep. yep. So that's going on in Tennessee, right outside of Nashville, if you're looking yeah. for a race out there. Charlotte, we got Savage. I, You know, it's going to be fun seeing all these podiums because fields are going to be shallow because people it, are going to be spread out. People are going to be all over. And then additionally here near me, so just down the road, we've got Ragnar, which is um, – Apparently, they just canceled their event last weekend in Zion because of weather and stuff. Is it Trail Ragnar or Rose? It's Trail Ragnar. It's a great venue there. Um, It's actually right next to where they had the Fort Knox. Oh, that's a fun venue. I like that venue. Yep. Yep. Cool venue um, through the woods there near kind of near the river and everything. Mm -hmm. Um, The Ohio River there under the south border. But yeah, great race there. And I'm doing a local here called Dances with Dirt. Um, yeah, we talked about that one. That's got the bone, right? Yeah, that's with the bone. Everybody's been giving me a hard time about it. And why? Yeah, it, it's it's a special race for me. It's just they're like, oh, why aren't you at Spartan this weekend? Oh, oh my gosh, we're gonna need to see you at Spartan. And I'm like, no, nah, dude, I'm only doing ultras. I'll see you at Ohio. And they're like, mm-hmm. oh, okay. But um, that's realistically the next Spartan on my in my docket, which is two weeks after this race and this it's not gonna be crazy hard but it's just gonna be it's, it's just a great race here with friends and it's it's home it's so home. it's similar to a ragnar if people aren't familiar with ragnars it's your traditional relay race style you have a team yep. of you choose how many right uh, and it's five man team for so dances with dirt and then ragnar you can have four it? and eight four and eight so you get together with your you know your teammates you are a team, and there's assigned legs of the race, mm-hmm. and it spans how many miles total? Um, oh, gosh. So, so and that's where these trail relays get so crazy. Like, um, and this weekend, I forgot, this past weekend, the Cape Cod Ragnar was there, too, because I saw mm. Josh Chase, a buddy of ours there, was doing that with, a, with his crew. Um, gotcha. But, um, so, the Ragnar itself, the trail one that I've done in the past, is 120 miles. Okay, so um, as a team, you're you're of, going 120 miles. Yep. So either basically you get an eight man team where everybody runs 15 miles. They have a four mile course, a three mile course, and a let's see here, five mile course. 
Okay. So, so each person runs a certain number of legs. Yeah, something like that. Five. And while five, that or... person's running, the the rest of the team is driving to the next checkpoint. So that's the way the road one works. The trail one works. You're all on the same point. What do you so mean you're all on the same point? Yep. So the trail one works like there's a big base camp. And they've got okay. campouts. They've got and it's a blast. They have dance parties. They they play Jumanji. Oh, they um you know big Jenga hammocks out. It's like a big old um, tent camp sleepover and it's great. Um, okay. Music, fire, cooking out, and there's three loops. There's a green loop, a red loop, and a yellow loop. Oh. And basically, you get done doing these three loops. So basically, if you do the ultra, everybody runs each loop twice, and if you do the regular team, everybody runs each loop once. Okay, so and you don't have you to, to your meet somebody. Nobody's, you know, you're not just hanging out in the car waiting for your teammate. Everyone's just hanging out, having a you're good time. You're just hanging out, tent out, turns yeah. doing loops. Ragnar's awesome. <laughs> well, sign so me next up. Year, I've done we a road. Do a Ragnar. I've done a road race, not Ragnar brand, but similar. Um, yeah. Where it was the other way, where it was a car of people, and you, you know, yeah. relayed your way across the state to get to the end, and you yeah. know, then Ragnar the finish line. Trail is a blast. And well, I might have to up that priority, up that list on my priority. You know, it would be fun to have a bro CR team at the Kentuckiana next year if they choose Dude, a different that weekend. that would be awesome. Other than, like, we should try to do that and, like, make episodes and do live feeds, and that would be hilarious. Uh, but it's yeah. a big thing. There's tons of people. There's just so many people that go to these things, and it's a blast. All right, we're making um, it happen. Bro CR, Ragnar. 2020, 2020, 2020, bro CR, Ragnar team. And let's just be just absolutely freaking ridiculous. Uh, uh, yeah. But then Dances with Dirt is similar to that, only they've got – um. They've got loops and they've got some point to points, mm -hmm. but the thing is, instead of being 120 miles like um, that was, mm -hmm. Dances with Dirt is a five man team. Okay. And it's over 60 miles, 62 miles, 65, somewhere in there. Um, okay. So how many times does each person run? So each guy runs three times. So, okay. but you're looking at random distances. Like they've got one that's like, and it, there, there's no distance more than a 10 K. Okay. So, but it's so weird because some of the legs go all over my, kind of my hometown park here, Brown County, which we call mm -hmm. Broco. Right, we um, see your pictures all the time, which is All awesome. the time in, in beautiful Broco. Um, but the thing is, like, it's fast. Mm. Like, you've got maybe, like, a section where you've got, like, oh, the first leg I'm going to kick off the gate, it's, it's right at about 3.8 miles. Okay. And it's, I think it's, like, 800 gain. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So it's like, it's a knockout drag out. And the thing is like, you've got to pass it off to the next guy because you've got to recover and get in right. the car and go to the next spot because you've got to, you've got to run your guts out here another hour and a half, two hours. Goodness. And you've got a title to defend. So you better be ready. I do. I do. It's a, it's quite the rumble, but anyway. Um, yeah. And then people also talk about the, the 10 K there, which is known as, I think it's gained the nickname, the world's hardest 10 K. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, and it is, it's up those trails that I was talking about. There used to be another ski slope here in Indiana. Mm -hmm. Uh, so people always talk about, um, they'll go to Rugged Maniac down in Paoli. Right. And then they'll do, um, Spartans always done their race there at the venue where they do Mudstash at too. Uh, right. Perfect North. Um, oh yeah, there, yeah, yeah. There was a third ski resort in Indiana. Oh, that's good to know. There was a third one, and it was just down the hill for me, like 20 minutes in Brown County. Ah, <laughs> oh, I bet you were bummed to see that go. 
I was because I'm a big snowboarder. But I did get to go there like once in the oh my gosh it's it reminded me so it was so haggard it was so bad it was so <laughs> sketchy but um that's where they have the race at now and this okay. old abandoned ski slope in nashville indiana <laughs> nice nice it's it's as local as you can get but anyway well I, you better be taking your cbd and recovering and be ready to go because we will be we ready to hear to go. about the bone next weekend or we will hear about the podcast. bone next. We've got a, we're gonna have a lot to talk about next weekend. The podcast. We will. Oh my gosh, it's gonna take forever just to cover these races. Hopefully, we'll have a, a guest on there with us, and we can we can talk about all this. In the meantime, if y'all have anything to add in, especially about our Spartan discussion earlier on this episode, you know, please reach out. Let us know. Absolutely. Drop drop a review here below us here. Uh, you know, guys, we love hearing these things. We love hearing the feedback and talking things. Uh, we've got some excited stuff. The season's going to start heating up really hard now. Um, things yeah, are going to get crazy sure. with people um, with these tough mudder races kicking up mm-hmm. now. We're going to have the end of the Utah's coming up. But then before we know it, like everybody's going to be prepping for West Virginia. For championships, right? For yep. championship season. And it's going to be a intense championship season this year. Absolutely. So Noram's I, not even that far. I know. Just a couple months away. I was actually just looking at that earlier today. So are you going again this year? I don't know. As of now, no. But it's who knows? doors not shut. <laughs> okay, okay. Well, we'll talk about that soon. But anyway, until next week, I'm Jacob Bosecker. I'm Leah Hensley. Follow us on uh, BroCR Media and OCR Leah and Brosecker on Instagram. And I think that does about does it. You guys will have a good week. We'll see you on the course. Peace out. This has been the BroCR Supercast, powered by BroCR Media. We always love reviews. Oh, and shout-outs, too. Want to be on the review? Drop us a line. We know there are other obstacle course racing podcasts out there, but you choose to laugh with us for a while. So, thanks. Thank you. No, thank you. Thank you. No, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. And thank you. Okay, thank you. Bye-bye. God bless. Bye-bye. And bye-bye. Bye-bye. Uh, bye bye. Bye. Bye everyone. And uh, bye bye. Bye. Bye bye.